adventurers, and welcome to Dungeons and Newbies, episode number 12. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how we make characters in Dungeons and Dragons. This episode is more of an interview style, and I'm interviewing JJ. He's back. Hello. Um, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah, so we tried to record this earlier, so he already knows the questions, but... It's fine. He's had some time to think about it while my recording failed. That was fun. We we tried to keep it a secret, but then Audition decided that we didn't need to, so. Ah, well, it's fine. All right. First up, how do you get the ideas for your characters? So, like, kind of what inspires your characters? Okay, so um, what I generally do is I, I'm usually just sitting there and an idea will pop into my head and I'd be like, hey. This would be cool if this is what my character would be like. Um, either that, or sometimes I'll draw references from other pop culture. Like, um, sometimes movies will have good characters. Sometimes video games will have good character traits. And I'll be like, sometimes I'll just kind of pick and choose the traits that I like and incorporate them into a character. Um, but I still like to keep it um, unique because I think that's kind of the fun of D&D, right? Yeah. I honestly do the same thing. It's uh, either what just randomly pops in my head or some cool stuff I saw recently, like one of my favorite characters I've yet to play, Thotham, based on Critical Role Season 1 character, Grog. All right, next question. How do you determine the personality of your characters? Um, I usually look at... Um their class, kind of their backstory, or at least their background. I generally don't, I haven't, I try to flesh out the background a little bit, but it, for a lot of my characters, it hasn't really gotten there. Um, but I generally look at their background, um, some of the life, life choices that they've made, their class a little bit, and I'm like, oh, and then of course their alignment, and I'm like, okay, um, based on these things, it would be interesting if I had a personality trait that kind of was this, and it fit in with all of those things. Um, so yeah, that's what I generally do. So in this regard, we're kind of opposites, because I pick what this character is going to be like, and then I'm like, that sounds lawful neutral or lawful evil or whatever. And then I pick the alignment, and then I go into the background and all that fun stuff. So we kind of do it opposite. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> All right. When you sit down to make your character, what is the first thing you do and why? Um, I pretty much always start with the class and then go to the race afterwards. Um, I start with the class because the class is generally built up of what the character has done before in their life. So, like, if that makes sense at all. So, like, yeah. let's say you're a fighter. You spent a decent bit of your life training to become a fighter. Um, probably not your whole life because you're level one, but like you spent a pretty solid amount of your life learning to fight, learning to swing a sword, becoming versatile, that kind of thing. Um, or if you're a wizard, you spent all of your time studying. Um, and then I generally draw out the race and the backstory and all of those things from there. I also do that because um, a lot of the races have benefits towards the class and are more prone to become that class than other races. Yeah. Um, this is kind of where we're different again. 
the very first thing I do is roll stats. Um, so I go stats. I see what I've done. And then I kind of pick a race and a class from there. Generally, I'll already have a race and class in mind, but sometimes that might shift. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next up, we have, do you prefer point buying or rolling stats and why? I prefer rolling stats because although sometimes um, you can roll really poorly, which can be pretty detrimental, um, it can be possible to re-roll them to be at least manageable. And sometimes, of course. Um, and it's also just a lot more fun. It's more dice rolling, which um, can be fun. It's um, it's more predict- it's more unpredictable, which just kind of adds to the idea that like it's just it's just more fun and like it's like, oh, I have to figure out what to do with all of these scores, if they're like a lot of them are high or a lot of them are low etc etc um and also point by is a little bit weird in the way it works as it caps out what your highest score is um and i just think that's a little bit more dull i completely agree i almost always roll stats um it's it's more fun more dice more fun right that's that's (laughs) a philosophy um i do know people who prefer point buying um, I can see, I can kind of see why, like, there's an elegance and a quickness to it, and, like, you can really get one super high score at the detriment of your other, um, but I do like that, um, rolling is a bit more personalized, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a cap to point buying, you can't, um, point buy anything above 15. Oh, can't you? I haven't read point by in so long. Yeah, because we never use it, but... Yeah, um, we roll. There is a cap. Why wouldn't you? It Rolling's amazing. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, the f- second... Al- nope. Yeah, the second to last question. When you DM, do you have any special rules about stat generation? Um, I generally just look at their stats, and if they have nothing that it would be really be worthy of their class. So, like, if the highest they have is a plus one, I'd be like, okay, you can re-roll a few of these because this is going to be really hard to play and you're going to be really underpowered um, for what we're doing. Um, and if they have anything too high, I'll be like, okay, that's a bit high for level one. Like, if they have an 18 and then they're a high elf, so they have a plus two in dexterity, and so they have a 20 in dexterity... At level one, I'm going to be like, okay, let's re-roll that because that's a little ridiculous. That makes sense to me. Um, I have a similar rule. When I DM, your two highest scores have to add up to 30. Um, I don't care if you have negative modifiers. As long as at least two of them are average 15-ish, you're golden. If you have a 20... That's cool. You're just extra in that stat at level one. I'm okay with it. I can see why you're not. Um, I had I had something else to say. Oh yeah, but like if everything's really low, you just don't really have anything to really contribute to the party. So I want at least two of your things to be average, if that makes sense. I got you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. 
Final question. Do you prefer to take the items given to you by your class and background, or do you prefer to take the coins provided by your class and buy your items, and why? I very much like to buy my items, because for a few reasons. Um, first off, uh, there's a lot more customization and that kind of thing um, when you make your class, if you buy your items, because you can decide what your class has, whereas point buy is very constricted and doesn't really let you pick. Um, right, so like, if I were to buy items, I could kind of buy what I wanted for my row, whereas if it's um, just the stuff given to you by your class, I think I said point by when I was referring to this earlier and that was wrong, but um, when it's just what you get for, for your class, you basically have to pick between having two short swords or getting a bow, which is a little bit weird, um, and I don't quite enjoy that as much. And the second reason is... This is kind of a few circumstances, but um, in a few circumstances, it doesn't. The starting with items doesn't really make sense. For example, um, like let's say you're a wizard, um, you can start with any arcane focus you want, but the way the arcane focuses work work. I'm sorry, one is worth thirty GP, one is worth like I want to say five, and then one is worth like three. Um, and when you're just getting the items from your class, you can pick whatever one you want, and if you pick the more expensive one, like, you just kind of start out with more gold. Whereas if you're actually buying items, you have a legitimate reason to pick and choose and be like, hey, which one of these arcane focuses do I want for my character? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I think it's much more customization that your character can have. It's more personal to you, like my Thotham, my beautiful baby boy Thotham. Um, he, in his inventory at the moment, just has a few things to his name, a whetstone, a pair of pants, an axe, a hunting trap. I think he might have a mess kit, maybe not. Um, and that's pretty much it. He has like five or six things to his name. Yeah. And I think that matches the character perfectly. Born, um... And, like, raised for the first ten years of his life with um, a tribe, and then was kicked out for very long background reasons that we don't have time to get into today. Um, and then just kind of raised himself out in the wilderness, really only has what he needs with him. Um, so, yeah, I just think purchasing the items rather than taking them from your class is more interesting from a character creation perspective. Yeah, like it would be really weird if Thotham was walking around with a great sword, uh, like axe and armor when he's been like kind of exploring, but it's a lot more interesting when he's just got pants and an axe and like a pouch of gold, right? Because uh, I don't need no shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Thotham's a beautiful boy and like, even for wizards, I can see, like, in my mind, reasons for having a wand or a staff or an orb. Like, mm -hmm. there, are in, there are character reasons for each of them. And right, like... That oh, is sorry, one benefit to just taking the items from your class. You might not be able to afford, a, afford an orb at first level. 
but maybe it could be an aspiration of your character to purchase that 30 gold thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so like yeah. my the wizard I made, we're going to run that in the same campaign as Thotham, of course. Oh, um, he's a beautiful baby boy. He's he's a high elf, and he's a bit older, right? Um, that's the wrong one. He's a high elf, and he's a bit older, right? Um, yeah. So I was like, he's probably... I also rolled well with gold, but it also made sense that he had a lot of money, right? Like, yeah. he was a sage, did a lot of study, he made some money, he probably wrote a few books, and... I mean, even though books are pretty common. And so it made sense for him to buy an orb, right? Like, yeah. they're cooler, um, they kind of are a symbol of more wealth, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So that was our episode on character creation and how we do it. If mm-hmm. you guys have any questions, email contact at dungeonsandnewbies.com. I will get back to you as soon as humanly possible. Uh, about my answers. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. Reviews help us get noticed by more people and so they can just know we're here. We exist. Yeah. Hello. If you really enjoyed, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash dungeonsnewbies. This helps us get better audio equipment, better podcast hosting, all that fun stuff. You can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, our Patreon, Stitcher, YouTube, our website, DungeonsAndNewbies.com, and almost anywhere else you get podcasts from. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, adventurers. It didn't stop recording. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh.